Hello and welcome to this first Talking Research podcast of 2022. I am Steve Kenny, Chief Distribution Officer at Square Mile. And in the first episode of the year, we'll be taking a look at the last quarter of 2021, the key trends across asset classes, and what the new year may have in store for us. I am joined by four analysts from the research team, Alex Farlow, Head of Risk-Based Solutions Research, AJ Vade, Investment Research Analyst, John Monaghan, Head of Investment Research, and Paul Angel, Senior Investment Research Analyst, who will be sharing insight on what they've heard from fund managers across the industry. Alex, welcome. To start off, can you give us an overview of the markets in Q4 and the key factors that are driving them? Thanks, Steve. So Q4 2021 was another strong quarter for global markets, driven mainly by the US. The UK and European equities also posted decent positive returns over the period. Asian and emerging markets were negative in sterling terms, with Japan the main laggard. And in global markets, growth outperformed value, but value did rally strongly um, towards the back end of the, the year, particularly December. On the fixed income side, it was a similarly mixed picture, with it being a strong quarter for rate-sensitive UK inflation-linked and conventional bonds. Investment-grade bonds were marginally positive to flat, but global government bonds were negative, as was global high yield. The dollar, euro and yen all weakened versus sterling, um, with the yen and euro being particularly weak, um, and gold also strengthened over the fourth quarter. In terms of key narratives from our managers, and in no particular order, they were valuations of of US growth stocks, and this is driving the manager's regional allocation decisions. Inflation expectations, with Powell retiring the transitory phrase during the quarter, and the effect um, the new Omicron variant will have on economic activity. Q4 has been a period where we haven't really seen significant change in our managers' portfolios, despite Omicron um, and and higher inflation numbers. It feels to us like many of our managers have been pausing for breath and are choosing to wait for data and news flow before making any major asset allocation changes. In terms of positioning, we'd say that despite higher valuations than three months ago, most managers still retain a pro-risk stance, believing that monetary policy will remain accommodative over the coming periods. This is also somewhat a function of the poor value they're seeing in other asset classes, namely government bonds and credit. Although we would caveat this with the fact that um, the overall level of bullishness has been moderated over the period. This moderation um, is highlighted by the fact that we're hearing that many managers are building up an element of protection and increasingly through derivatives um, in case we see another sharp sell-off in markets and further volatility is definitely expected over the coming period. And for those managers that are able to, um, they're building up some dry powder, which they'll be happy to put to work should we see another pullback in markets and an improvement um, in the entry point for assets. And finally, Despite it being another good year for passive returns, we continue to hear from our active managers the need to be selective, both for an asset class and an underlying security perspective. 
Alex, thank you for that. With that broader context to what has happened across markets, AJ, how does that play out in terms of global equities? As Alex said, over Q4, global markets continue to rise, led by North American equities. For 2021 as a whole, North American markets rose nearing 30% on the back of decent earnings despite global supply challenges and uncertainty. And global markets gained some 20-odd percent. Other developed regions lagged but posted positive returns. However, Japan only eked out low single digits and the emerging market and Asia-Pacific regions ended the year with marginal losses. For the managers we have recently spoken to, inflation remains a hot topic, with most still using the infamous transitory term, despite the length of this so-called transitory inflation remaining unknown. As you'd expect, there is a range of worries for fund managers. Bottom-up stock selectors that focus on quality remain true to their cause and expect their companies to hold up and pass on any inflationary pressures to their underlying consumers. However, they are also aware of valuation risk and the effect of interest rate risks to the share prices of their favoured stocks. Other managers with greater valuation sensitivity have been weighted on bated breath, having seen growth stocks outperform for over a decade. Value investors have struggled to say the least. Whilst they continue to buy selectively into stocks with attractive valuations, they're pining for a more positive environment for their investments, having only had a short-lived tailwind in the first quarter of 2021. What is certain is uncertainty. COVID-19 lingers on and regional allocation remains a key driver of success, particularly in light of the various government approaches to the reopening of economies. Whilst the US is relatively more expensive, most believe the country provides better quality companies and its consumer-driven economy should be more sustainable. Of the global fund peer group, those with more North American exposure have triumphed in recent years, and the managers that have been underweight for valuation reasons have seen huge opportunity costs, whilst holding on to the valuation dispersions seen across the world's regions. Towards the end of 2021, the Omicron variant surpassed the Delta variant. Volatility emerged as participants digested news of the newer variant and its risks. Therefore, Somewhat a continuation of Q3, equity investors continue to embrace volatility and look it further into the future. We're yet to see what 2022 will bring. So for now, we're monitoring whether managers are staying true to the processes. That was great, AJ. Moving closer to home, John, how did UK equities fare at the end of last year? And what are you hearing from the managers in that space? Sure, thanks, Steve. Despite posting a strong absolute return of 18%, um, 2021 proved to be another challenging year for active UK equity investors. We we came into the year powered by November 20's uh, vaccine rollout, um, and as a style, value led the way in Q1. However, that leadership soon ran out of steam, um, with attention quickly shifting to more growth-orientated stocks in the middle of the year. However, in the final quarter, value outperformed once again and, and was ultimately driven by the, the utility sector. Um, many utility companies operate using a model where price increases are inflation linked. And given inflation was and remains such a hot topic, it comes as no surprise that that particular sector posted a strong return in Q4, rising by around 16%. And, and just to provide some context there, the broader market was up about 4% in, in the final quarter of the year. From the market cap perspective, uh, generally speaking, the smaller the company, the better it performed in the first half of the year, though this did reverse over, over the second half. And in fact, in, in Q4, again, the FTSE 100 comfortably outpaced mid and small cap indices. 
Notwithstanding all of the ongoing market uncertainty, 2021 was a very strong year for corporate activity in the UK. There were 121 IPOs last year and just shy of 600 M&A deals completed over the first nine months to the end of September. The, the, the fourth quarter data is yet to be updated. So just to give us an idea, the, the first three quarters um, completed over 600 deals. From the managers we spoke to towards the latter end of the year, um, as we've previously heard from, from Alex, portfolio activity was, was rather muted and, and the UK management community was no exception. The general consensus was that with the market digesting the potential implications of the latest COVID variants and higher inflation, it was very much a time to focus on company fundamentals and to ensure their portfolios didn't have too much in the way of factor risk. Essentially, that's do they have a, a large style bias or do they have a, an overt market cap tilt? Most trading, therefore, tended to centre around topping and tailing of existing holdings. There were some differing views on the UK consumer. Although saving rates have increased considerably during the pandemic, the speed at how quickly these are being shifted back into discretionary spending remains uncertain. Some managers have taken the view that this could have take some time, given savings could be used to offset fiscal headwinds, such as national insurance increase and higher utility and energy costs. There's also the debate regarding the distribution of wealth, given that older and wealthier people have saved more over the last couple of years. And typically, this is a demographic that historically has had a lower propensity to spend. The counter argument here is that with the combination of wage inflation for the first time in a number of years, a strong housing market and low unemployment, all of these are supportive uh, backdrop for the consumer. And so there is an expectation that increased level of spending will commence sooner rather than later. And last, but by no means least, Paul. In the world of fixed income, what are you hearing from fund managers? And are there any particular areas they are looking to in 2022? Well, as ever, our fixed income managers continue to fall into two broad camps. The larger and increasing group are optimistic on growth, particularly in a post-Omicron world, and with consumers sitting on large savings built up over the pandemic, which, when you combine with higher inflation, they argue must lead to central banks rising interest rates in an effort to return inflation to long-term targets and protect the stability of the economy. These managers are therefore typically very light on interest rate risk, believing the only way for rates is up, and they're happy to take credit risk in both investment grade and high yield markets, despite high valuations. The second and shrinking group think we're in line for a slowdown in 2022, with central banks tightening and last year's rising commodity prices to both be a drag on growth. They therefore believe rates will rise less than expected and that government bonds could offer some value in the near term. This group are therefore cautiously looking for opportunities in government bond markets and are more bearish on credit. With respect to inflation, managers are expecting some eye-watering prints of up to 8% for RPI and 6% for CPI in the UK during the second quarter of this year, with most of the view that these higher prints will linger for longer than first expected given the myriad of inflationary pressures from a tighter labour market with higher wages and worsening demographics, pent-up demand from consumers and continued supply-side constraints, not to mention the inflationary impact of the drive to net zero and the impact of higher inflation itself on future inflation. That said, many view inflation markets as fairly priced at the moment, with five-year forward implied inflation rates at cycle-high levels. That said, braver managers are looking to take a view either side of this in line with their inflation expectations. 
Other areas of the market managers are looking towards for 2022 include short-dated bonds and floating rate notes for the interest rate cautious managers, as well as additional tier one capital for the yield hungry. Within emerging markets, managers are looking to be selective with their risk exposures, seeing the opportunity that elevated emerging market real yields offer versus developed markets, whilst being cognizant of the concerns that persist around the continued strong US dollar environment. Thank you, Paul. And again to John, AJ and Alex for sharing their thoughts today. And thank you for listening. To keep up to date with Square Miles Talking Research podcasts, please subscribe to our newsletter or you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you very much. This podcast was recorded on the 12th of January, 2022. This podcast is only aimed at professional advisors and regulated firms and should not be passed onto or relied upon by any other persons. It is not intended for retail investors who should obtain professional or specialist advice before taking or refraining from any action on the basis of this podcast, remembering that past performance is not an indication of future performance. It is published by and remains the copyright of Squaremart Investment Consulting and Research. Squaremart makes no warranties or representations regarding the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. This podcast represents the views and forecasts of Squaremart at the date of issue and may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. Nothing in this podcast shall be deemed to constitute a regulated activity or an invitation or inducement to engage in investment activity. Thank you.